Hello and welcome back to the Kylian Mbappe podcast. What did we miss? Uh, quite a lot, it turns out, during the summer, despite our very well-founded confidence that there would not be an Mbappe saga this summer. One did, in fact, take hold and is now dissipating a little bit. These, these kind of clouds of, of uncertainty surrounding his future. But to go through a whole summer's worth of Mbappe, I'm joined by George. How are you, George? How has your summer been? It's been pretty, pretty relaxed in a way. The start of it was relaxed, but now we're we're busy back in the season, season two of the Kylian Mbappe show. I'm excited to get into all of it for you. I mean, we we practically missed the whole saga, <laughs> and we're pretty much back where we began. Really, yeah, we 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 started with with drama and certainty around his future, and, and we're back again twelve months later. Uh, will he leave? Probably not. But it's quite funny that I managed to get to Japan this summer. Uh, Mbappe didn't. Who would have thought it'd be that way around? But uh, but there you go. So I mean, I think to start off with, it's good to give some kind of chronology of exactly how this played out, and I'll do it relatively briefly because I think anyone listening will be pretty up to date on exactly how this situation, how the scenario played out. But to us, was relatively unexpected. I think it's fair to say because we were basically singing the same tune for three, four months. This will not be a saga this summer. This will be about 2024. And ultimately, it's 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 developed into something this summer. So we'll add a bit of context going along the way. We'll, we'll, we'll go backwards and forwards. It's going to be a bit like a Christopher Nolan film. And we don't really know you know, where we are within the story uh, and at what time. So we'll, we'll kind of dip into in and out of context, I suppose. But we'll try and keep it as clear as possible for the start. So we start, and it was in June that these revelations first came about, which was a letter sent by Mbappe to PSG's hierarchy saying that he will not be renewed or he won't be triggering the one-year extension, I should add, in his contract. So that would mean that he would potentially be able to leave on a free in the summer of 2024. So that's the first move that comes out, I believe, in the keep. Um, and then it actually just quickly becomes established as fact. And Mbappe confirms the existence of this letter and saying that, yes, he had, in fact, sent it, uh, asked why he's so you know, unkeen on, on remaining with, with PSG. He, he's very tight-lipped in a press conference saying, I know why I'm doing this. So here we have, we've kind of got the scene set. Um, Mbappe... I want to leave. PSG then become quite insistent that he must do one of two things. He must trigger the one-year extension or he must leave the summer because they're not wanting to lose a player like Mbappe on a free transfer. You know, the most talented player in the world, the most highly valued player in the world. So we, we've got our, our C set a little bit there. It kind of goes quite a little bit as we kind of try to ascertain whether or not there is interest this summer. And there is to varying degrees. Real Madrid, who he wants to join, who the club think he has a pre-contract to join in 2024, do not make a concrete interest. I mean, they're more keen on um, Joselu this, this summer. Um, so they bring him in instead. And that seemingly actually, in part, ruins his chances. Who would have thought Joselu denies Mbappe and moves to uh, Real Madrid? And it's not quite as simple as that, but that definitely plays a part in Real Madrid not showing a concrete interest, I believe this summer then you have 
Premier League interest, question mark around that. Arsenal have been linked, uh, Chelsea have been linked because Chelsea are linked with ev- anyone and everyone and they have the money to do it. Do they, do they not? Uh, financial fair play maybe doesn't necessarily apply to that club currently. Um, but anyway, Premier League interest, that, well, it doesn't come to anything. But then Saudi Arabia come up and they're essentially proposing a glorified loan deal. Uh, and Mbappe doesn't fancy that and doesn't even engage in any discussions. So we've had a bit of interest. And then we've kind of, yeah. I mean, you can continue the story, George. If you yeah, I mean, I mean, when we get to, I think the 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 important bit is where we get to the the um, Al Halal bid. Um, that was huge for me. For me, for me, the the bid being accepted, um, although it was never going to be like an hundred percent certainty that Al Halal could have uh, convinced Kylian Mbappe to move to Saudi Arabia. I think that was the moment where I was like. Yeah, it, it, uh, him coming back to PSG or playing for the first team again for PSG seemed the least likely because ultimately I didn't think he was ever going to go to Saudi Arabia. Like, do you, but do you think he should have within the context of of that that certain point in the saga? Do you think that would have been an intelligent move? I mean, I lack of options. I mean, let's if you if you're looking at the options out there. The, the Premier League sides were never going to be able to afford him. Real Madrid were obviously waiting until at least, well, mid-August to ascertain whether putting in a, a last-minute bid would have been um, a good idea. Um, but I think, yeah, so for Mbappe, I feel like, um, you know, he, he, did, he didn't have to turn, turn his nose at the Saudi Arabian League because he could spend one year there and then at the end of his contract make a free move to... Um, Real Madrid. So if he really wanted to, yeah, he could have. But um, but yeah, but my mind where where I was thinking this was going to go, and I was thinking this pretty much the whole summer was that indeed that that waiting until basically around this sort of time or even two weeks time, uh, waiting for that first Real Madrid move to be made. But I think Fiorentino Perez has been has played this quite well. Um, he's played this quite what he's he's been quite wise about this. Um, he's just because he knows he's been burnt from this situation before, and I think it's quite wise that Real Madrid haven't put a bid in yet. Um, and obviously they're not going to now because uh, the situation has changed once more. But um, so, so yeah, after you have the Al Hilal bid, um, you have uh, PSG come back for preseason. I mean, like this happens around the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, and then basically you have the loft scenario. And I really liked this term. This this term really, I feel like it came to prominence during this during this period of time, where Kylian Mbappe was not uh, allowed to travel to, to Japan, even though you were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, just miss well, just miss the squad, and, and definitely missed Mbappe. Yeah, I really like. I really enjoyed this this what I call the lofting era, where he was basically just chilling with um, Wijnaldum, Paredes. Um, who else was there? Uh, Diallo was the um, yeah. You, you've got lots of youth products like your your Mishus and yeah, and and uh, Kazawa. You know the, these are players, Julian uh, Draxler. The, these are players that actually aren't bad players, but not players that PSG are are counting on. Let's say, although they they you know they still value their worth. Apparently, as a group, I saw reports in French and British media saying that they could quote. 
I, I, I saw levy was the term, um, which I suppose means wash, which I suppose that, that works. They could they could basically thump the first team as is what they believed, um, according to French media, which is quite. I funny. mean, I mean, when when there was that day, there was that day where where Marco Verratti, Hugo Hugo TK, and Neymar were told that they should find another club. I mean, with those three added to the loft loft FC, that would have been that would have been quite a lineup there, but. Yeah, so there was the period of him training separately, and I think that's where everyone was kind of in very, very fixed positions. And I don't think it's things have drastically improved in terms of how they feel about things and how uh, you know the, the the situation actually is. It's just it's just that now the 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 tone is sort of lightened a bit more, and there's this feeling of well. Nothing, nothing was ever, you know, nothing was ever going to come of like the the what became this sort of impasse or this, this very much this this Mexican style standoff that that pretty much happened in the last two weeks, and that that all changed with the uh, the Lorient game all of a sudden. Yeah, so th- this is where it kind of becomes interesting. So yeah, he's he's still in the loft at this point, but there's then a few echoes of of a developing rapprochement, a developing. Um, warped returning to the relationship to an extent. So it's it's mid game, uh, and of course you were at the, the PhD Laurent game that the the key piece comes out saying that uh, Al Khalifi and Mbappe were back on speaking terms, um, and this alluded to, and this was the same back to the, the day after because he then returns to training. That's confirmed quite early, and there are quote positive and constructive talks between the pair. In light of this, the key report, which I'm, as I say, I'm still trying to wrap my head around, which is that apparently he isn't actually agreeing to any extension at the minute. And this is the whole premise of the argument and of the saga is that he must extend. So when these reports of, you know, hey, you know, positive constructive talks, obviously you think that that is revolving around this one year extension, which would potentially involve a release clause in 2024. But apparently that's not actually on the table. So we're left questioning why are they back on speaking terms if their stances are so disparate, essentially. Yeah, so now there's so now there's talk um going on about trying to insert some sort of release clause mechanism, which can't really exist if you don't sign a new contract and is also actually not legal in France to do. Um yeah. It's a, actually the, the, like release clauses in France basically form come in the form of some some kind of gentleman's agreement, which is you know we've we've seen before <laughs> gentleman's agreements at PSG's and with, with Mbappe go very very wrong. Um, so yeah, it's it's not not really really sure how how that's going to work. Really, so yeah. So I mean we. We thought we were coming to the end of the cycle when we planned coming on this episode um, to be able to plan, you know, do make this kind of big update on this this saga. We thought we had a saga that was coming to an end, and it still may be, but we don't know what this conclusion is. The logical conclusion was an extension, um, but that has now been thrown up in the air. So yeah. exactly what has happened? I mean, what what what, what do you perceive as is the the major factor, you know, leading to this kind of reconciliation as it were i think there's an element of fatigue on both sides um a move was not to be had away from the club until very 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 late on in the transfer window and there was that there was that letter don't forget there was that letter sent from psg to the mbappe clan about 
if 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 Mbappe does move on a free and if the club gets no money, then we're gonna have to sell players, we're gonna have to like fire a few people in the office, we're gonna have to lay off a load of a load of employees. And I think um and I think that's where the wires got crossed a little bit because I think Mbappe never never said publicly or he this is what his entourage would say, he'd never said publicly that he wanted to leave on a free transfer. And I think that's where that's where the the, the wires got crossed, where there was there was the misunderstanding. Um, so now now there's they've come to the point they've come to the point that no, I don't want to leave for free. PSG are going to get some money for for the transfer. In in what way and in how how these details are ironed out, we don't know don't know how. But I think um, in terms of like the uh, style of play uh, that Luis Enrique is sort of brought to PSG I think that has also been a factor as well like as I was saying with the, the signings that PSG had new signings start on, on um, Saturday and I think it is a PSG side that does have some new appeal it is a changed, very much changed PSG side, you saw that in the first uh, 10 minutes against Lorient that was like 93% possession, it was ridiculous frankly it was ridiculous watching, watching Enrique's side uh, that amount of possession they didn't do much with it <laughs> to be honest it was quite a sterile possession didn't do much with it they didn't they weren't incisive in their attacks but it's it's you can see there's the workings of something that um what comes with that as well quite conveniently is the whole Neymar factor I think the Neymar factor is something that hasn't been talked about as much because it's always seen it's seen as sort of like another narrative which we put with like the Marco Verratti kind of situation uh, but I think it's very much interlinked. And if you if you've looked at Neymar's liked post recently, he's been uh, he's been going through and liking a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of posts. Let's and you see anti Mbappe. Yeah, don't look favorably on <laughs> on Mbappe. So uh, obviously, I'm not using uh, a player's liked liked post as a source here. But there has been there has been definitely in the past uh, a sort of fracture between the two. We've seen it. Hot and cold. Hot and cold is, is how Mbappe's been before. Yeah. Hot and cold. Hot and cold. Um, and I think that really came to fruition since, since well, since Messi's arrival. Um, yeah, I feel like the no one talks about Messi in this either. The Messi factor is also another factor as well. Yeah. But it's not as important as the name, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is this this is about, and I don't understand PSG's stance and why they are, are altering it, or if they are in fact altering it. But I think there is a a renewed willingness on Mbappe's part that he needs to play this season, uh, and that is understandable. At the end of the season, we've got Euro twenty twenty four, we've got the Olympics as well, which are going to be held in Paris. It's a dream of his to play there. He said that if you well, he didn't say, but his reports said that if he was going to move, then he was going to be making sure that within his contract. It was stipulated that he would be allowed the time in order to compete in the Olympics because, of course, that would interrupt with the the start of the uh, league season, whichever league he would be competing in. But yeah, this this Neymar factor, I think, is is a, a consequential one. I think that, I mean, Lequeep ran with the front page on on Monday of um, it was a picture of Mbappe and they were on the pitch and you know had Mbappe with big green letters in and Neymar big red letters out. Uh, I mean, I, I think there is an element of appeal there because in the MNM it was constituted of three letters. You know, he was just one of three. 
potentially, you know, probably the best player in the world, but he he wasn't the shining star. He wasn't, he couldn't steal the limelight all for himself because ultimately this was a world-class trio of players who have all at one point in their career been considered, if not as the best player in the world, then at least as one of the three best players in the world. And I think that he now sees himself coming back in and being the man in that in that squad. And I think that is an important factor. And Lekeep said he just wanted to play again at all, all costs. Whereas before he seemed kind of happy to to play PSG's game in order to facilitate a departure. You know, you you talk all you want, uh, but when push comes to shove and a late offer comes in offering maybe a hundred million, what will you do then? And it feels as though there's been maybe a change of stance there that with Neymar's departure, with the start of the season coming and going, and he's still up in the stands and all of his teammates uh, are down there on the pitch, I think there could have been a change in in mindsets at that point and thinking, okay, I want to play at all costs. Why PSG would facilitate that without their conditions being met is anyone's guess. And I think yeah. that's what we now see played out for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think in terms of the Neymar situation, it was if you, there were there were only two realistic scenarios that were going to pan out. Those two were probably not going to play with each other again. I, I, re, I really think that if if Kylian Mbappe left, uh, Neymar would have stayed and become the main guy like he, he would have he would have been like uh how we saw him in preseason you know that the goal he scored and the sort of the way he was celebrating we would have seen more of that um it was so it was either going to be that scenario or the one that we we have now where Neymar leaves and Mbappe comes in on that left side and you have to say like Mbappe obviously comes back into that side really easily I mean Asensio side on the left um Right on the left, yeah. Lacked incision, lacked incision. I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, we we don't need to necessarily go into PSG's performance, but I, I, I mean, I described it as toothless, and I, I stand by that. It was in, it was a league on record, one thousand and one passes since Opta uh, started analysing uh, league on matches. That is a record number of attempted passes. So it's. But you know, the XG was low. Um, there was only one or maybe two occasions where I thought. Yes, she could actually score. So it's a side completely lacking in its search and, and his return will be welcome. You did think when that kind of line, you know, that piece from the keep comes out and around about the 60th, 65th minute when PSG just have absolutely no guile or, you know, mm. incision or, you know, any anything that would allude to an incoming goal. You did just think, is this PSG thinking, oh, you know what, we could do them in our side regardless of what happens next summer. Um, and, that, and that could have been an element as well but yeah I, I, I think that he comes back into the side um, obviously easily obviously Luis Enrique and club permitting you know he's been reintegrated in, into the first team setup will he then make the match data squad will he then play what are the next moves here because as I say these next steps are now a little bit unclear given Lickie's recent reports and, and you'd assume by natural extension that he would go from reintegration to the first team match day squad starting lineup that is a natural uh progression but whether or not that is the progression that it will follow in, in, in over the course of the next week is um it is unclear it is unclear we thought we we're coming to a conclusion maybe not but he definitely would come back into that team um by virtue of the player that he is and i think if you line up dembele on that on that right wing as well, I think I think that's very interesting 
for, for PSG yeah. moving forward. I, I'd quite like to see that. Gonzalo Ramos, I, I'd be interested to see how he fits in as the third element because he would play, you'd think, undoubtedly, unless you're going for a very Spain 2015-16, full mm-hmm. nine, um, you know, Asensio up there coming deeper. Who knows? But um, you'd expect Gonzalo Ramos, the outlay uh, profile of the play that he would play. And it would be just interesting to see it, like, how that front three works. And we hope that we get to see it. Um, but there's still time in the transfer window. There's still time for the cyber to develop. So let's not uh, let's not call it too early. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think that uh, we've we've kind of gone over it all. We've gone over the saga. I think that's a good place to leave it for today because I think it's something that we'll be speaking about because we're, we're just back now. Uh, this is mm-hmm. the Kathleen Mbappe podcast is is back after a, it was about a six week hiatus. Um, but we're back and we can go through these things, mull over them again, and hopefully have next week a Kylian Mbappe performance to, to analyze. Uh, I think we probably will, but let's wait and see on that one. And then we can discuss it all over again with potentially another whole week's worth of saga gossip, hearsay. It's a lot. Good fun. Yeah, and it's, it's never boring. It's never boring. That's what it I is. would say. It isn't. And we're always something happening. We're always going to be yeah. born. And we're back. Season two. Season two is hit. Season two. Season two. Well, I think we'll be watching PSG for the Kylian Mbappe podcast this season. But um, maybe uh, we'll have to know about it. We're not going to be watching it in Saudi Arabia anymore. But that would be easy now with uh, Kano Please taking on Please. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Saw that on Kano Please yesterday. Tempted to tune in, but... Um, mm. It was, uh, it, was, it was all Sunday nights, actually, wasn't it? But there was um, a very good game between Strasbourg and Lyonel, which definitely took my fancy over. I think it was Al-Hilal, al But there, there would have been a possibility. But yeah, I think it's going to be PSG that we watch this season, but let's not, let's not count on it, you know. <laughs> anyway, George, thank you very much for joining me today on this Welcome Back episode. Yeah, it's great to be back, isn't it? Thanks for having me again. Again, again, in a while. Again. Yeah. Who else would I have? Keeps inviting me back. <laughs> he does a good job. He does a good job. Anyway, George, thank you very much and see you next week.